This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi there. Regardless of what day of the week you're actually listening to this, this is The Saturday Quiz, the podcast where I, your host, John Leary, take the 10 questions from the quiz in the Saturday paper and try and squeeze out the correct answers from a couple of different guests each week. Joining me this week for a metaphorical juicing are two of the loveliest people you're ever likely to meet. One you'll know from her appearances on stage and screen, including the film she co-wrote, Top End Wedding, and the other is a writer on shows such as Gruen and The Weekly, and is possibly the funniest person on Twitter. Welcome to the show, Miranda Tapsell and James Coley. Oh, thanks for having us, John. Yeah, if I knew the intro was like that, we'd be here every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true, isn't it? Oh, it's very kind of you. <laughs> How are you both? Yeah, we're going all right. Yeah, surviving the lockdown, passing through the boredom. You know, it's it's lovely to have something to do. So thank you so much for that. Oh, well, good. That's my pleasure to to uh, contribute to your to your lockdown activity. Um, I have a feeling James will answer more of the questions. <laughs> I don't know. He, oh. you're, you're a little nerd. Like you, you know, science things. And <laughs> you're a little nerd. No, I think. I think <laughs> my guess ahead of time is the breakdown will be: I will be confidently wrong, and you'll be shyly correct. <laughs> I like that's a good combination. <laughs> that's a really good combination to be. Um, do you feel like either of you have like a specialty subject? What's yours? I I think I know. I think I know celebrity, mm-hmm. like celebrity people. So, um, <laughs> okay. I don't know how often the Saturday quiz goes into the last five, ten years of NBA basketball, but I think that's where I'm really centred. Basketball and space. <laughs> <laughs> okay, space. There's sometimes some questions about space, not so many about basketball. <laughs> um, but we'll see how we go. Let's crack in with question number one, and that is, what song title links Carol King, Dire Straits, and Martin Garrix and David Guetta. What song links them? Yeah, they've all, not song, they don't all do the same song, but what song title? Mm. So they've all got a song with the same title. Money for nothing? Uh. <laughs> Money for nothing. Yeah, big Carol King hit. Yeah. I don't think Carol King would have written about I'm just trying to think. Yeah, this is kind of a tricky one. I, I mean, how how well do you maybe know Carol King's mm. 
Tapestry, I, for example. For, I know uh, songs about how vain people are. At, um, when I was a, when I was a, te- I remember having tap. There was tapestry in my parents' house. So yeah, I'm like. Well, this was track number two on tapestry. So if you can remember back, then putting on the album. Did she have a song called Sultan of Swing? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, not as far as I remember. I, um, and what about how well do you know Dire Straits? So Dire Straits is where I feel more confident, but even then, not yeah. huge. Yeah. So yeah. on their on their album Brothers in Arms, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this was in fact track number one. Right. So it was the first one you hear. And it wouldn't just be called Brothers in Arms, would it? No, it's not. (laughs) All right, so I've been wrong like three times. I feel you need to take Um, a punt. Oh, the the thing that... So um, uh, you got a friend comes to mind. Oh, yeah. But I think that's only because I did contemporary dance to it. (laughs) (laughs) That also leads to Randy Newman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be so mad because I just know that it would have been a song that was that I knew. <laughs> it's, it's three words. Yeah. And the, those words start with S, F, and A. S-F-A. Which I've just, I've just realised sounds like sweet fuck all. But, <laughs> but it's not that. <laughs> that's what I know that. about David Guetta as well. So that's <laughs> Yes, yeah. Look, I... This is a it's a pretty tricky one. I might just have to tell you. Yeah, yes. I'm sorry to 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 bomb you on question number one. It is so far away. Oh. oh. I was about to guess. Does that, that ring too. bells? <laughs> and die straights is so far away from me. Oh, of course. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe it. <laughs> Uh, well, th- well, yeah. Thanks for singing that. I, I had to sing last week, and it was it was dreadful. Um, <laughs> all right, let, let's jump into question number two, okay. which is: a minotaur mm-hmm. has the head of a bull mm-hmm. and the body of a what? The, you've got multiple choice, but I reckon you can get. I'll this. just take a person. Yeah, on the Isle of but, Crete. The, the body of a man. Yeah. Yeah, the body of a man. Because it was uh, that his his dad and a bull. Unfortunately, and then he was put on an island in the middle of a maze, which is what you do when you when you you know sleep with a cow and have a half cow, half person child. You've <laughs> well, got to that, put him in a maze. It's very embarrassing. It was actually the 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 king's wife that that slept with a bull. Oh, how dare I! I, I read the wrong. Wow. Yeah, no, you, you, I read the wrong you, New you, Weekly article. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't sleep with a cow. <laughs> she slept with a bull. And uh, and the issue thereof was the Minotaur. That's right. Mm. And the, it was in the, the labyrinth. Very well done. That's question number two. Question number three. In which film does Humphrey Bogart say, here's looking at you, kid? Oh, oh Casablanca. That's a favourite? Yes. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Can you tell by my gasp? Yeah, the gasp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fantastic, yeah. But uh, I mean, that's a that's a, a fairly easy one. Mm. Um, but you got it absolutely. More often than not, people know the quotes more than they know which film it came from. It took me a long yeah. time to figure out. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Came from Gone with the Wind. You just hear it, you know. Yeah, you just know it as a quote, but yeah. you're not sure 
where it's from. It's kind of yeah. the Simpsons Guide to Pop Culture, where you learn everything through the Simpsons parody of it first, and then you go back and watch the actual film. You're like, oh, this is Cape Fear. It's got a lot of the same things that Sideshow Bob did. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Question number four is a sports question. How do you feel about that? I'm a lot more confident than you, but it depends on the sport. <laughs> okay, it's cricket. How do you feel about cricket? Oh, oh all right. Okay. All right. I, I feel well, I'm setting myself up for a four if I say better than that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, question number four is, name the first fast bowler to have taken 600 test wicket, uh, test cricket wickets. Uh, okay, so... Let's talk it out. I don't. I, so McGrath definitely crossed the five hundred because he was there with uh, Warren. I don't know if Lily or Tomo ever got there, so I'm going to say Glenn McGrath. That's that's a really good guess, and oh, and sorry, you've actually Johnny. guessed. No, yeah. Can I can I guess someone? Go on. Of course you can. Um, is it? Does it necessarily need to be a cricketer from? Uh, from Australia? No, that's what I was just about to say. It's oh, actually not. Stuart Broad? Because just from my very limited knowledge of cricket, it was just Dad just had it on during the summer, so I just sort of caught bits and pieces. But I rem- I seem to remember um, a West Indian cricketer mm-hmm. called Brian Lara. That'd be Brian Lara. Was he a bowler, yes. though? Or was he a better... He did, he did some some mid length, but he was a he was, he was a batsman thing. But I think you're right. There's, okay. There are some great pacemen in that era. Yeah, but it 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 is not. It is a, a more contemporary bowler. Yes, and it's someone. It's an English. Is it bowler. English? Yeah. Is an it English yeah. Stuart Broad? It's not Stuart Broad. Yeah, we're talking Jimmy it, Anderson. We are talking ah. Jimmy Anderson. James Anderson. And you've actually already guessed bonus point for naming the highest test wicket taker among Australian fast bowlers, and you were correct with Glenn McGrath. Ah, oh. My Australian bias. Good on you. <laughs> it's, we definitely hold the record. I'll go through the facts later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, um, James Anderson, well done to him. Uh, question number five is... Which king of England was known as Cour de Lyon? Whoa. So that that's French for heart of a lion. Oh, King Richard the Lionheart. Oh. Yeah. Wow. You got th- yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, it's because I'm a, a real big study of history. He hung out with Robin Hood a lot, and it's referencing <laughs> a lot of Robin Hood stuff. I should have. Should have known. Yeah, you have such a crush on every Robin Hood. You should have known. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it, it was Richard the First. Is uh, his um, what do they call that? His the, moniker. The He's like yeah, regnal number. Um, but yeah, Richard the Lionheart. Richard the First. Well done. And that brings us to the halfway mark of the quiz. So, oh my goodness, we're going to take a little moment, and we'll be right back. 
You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Thanks for coming back. I'm with James and Miranda, and I've got a good feeling about the next question. Question number six, and it is... The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes is a prequel to which fictional trilogy? Ooh, is it a fiction? Is it, are you you talking like Man of Snowy River kind of deal? No, uh, uh, (laughs) I'm talking about, so a a trilogy of books Mm -hmm. um, that, that have also been turned into films and this book is uh, that came out only a couple of months ago is the prequel and it's set 64 years before the the novel that we associate interesting uh, this trilogy because like trilogy the such is the factor of these sagas now trilogy actually greatly limits us because i'll be thinking oh maybe a song of ice and fire or a harry potter or something those lines but there's so so many many more there's like there's about nine of each of those so it's much harder. yeah yeah they're not trilogies anymore they're like yeah what's what's, quadrilla or you know and even multiple elegies this isn't like I don't think J.R.R. Tolkien has published anything in the last few years, so I can't imagine it's before the Lord of the Rings. We've got Lord no, of the Rings prequels. Yeah. This is written by Suzanne Collins. I don't know if that rings any bells. Oh, is she the woman that wrote like the Hunger Games, or am I? She is the woman that wrote the nice. Hunger Games. <gasps> okay, and okay. that is the trilogy that we're after. You crushed it. The Hunger Games trilogy. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, the Hunger Games trilogy, <laughs> uh, and th- those those novels are the Hunger Games, Catching Fire, and Mockingjay. My sister is going to kill me. Oh, really? Is that something Gee, you should know? My older sister very much loves the Hunger Games series, and I have proven that I wasn't really listening in a lot of our conversations about it. <laughs> uh, well, that's terrible. That makes you a terrible brother. Yes, you are a terrible brother. <laughs> <laughs> I read the first one, but I didn't read the subsequent. Yeah, ones? I didn't read the subsequent one, so I, that, that was just a stab in the dark, really. <laughs> well, you did very well. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Question number seven: Name the Japanese prime minister who last month announced he was stepping down due to ill health. I know the answer. I'm just putting you on the spot. <laughs> ah, Shinzo Abe. <laughs> it is Shinzo Abe. Yeah, but the poor guy. He suffers from ulcerative colitis, which is oh. a chronic condition that he's lived with since he was a teenager. I don't know what it means, but it doesn't sound good. None of those words sound like a thing that I want. Well, <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I mean, it is terrible. It's, it's you know, ulcers in your bowel and digestive mm. system. Oh, it's dear. so sad too. Imagine like you, imagine like if he was planning to step down this year because it's been a very long reign. It would be off the back of the Tokyo Olympics, which would have been a oh, yeah. massive and successful event. And then you know, twenty twenty happened, and the most perfect Olympic logo ever to be made can no longer exist. Isn't it the, the, so oh, disheartening to see that? I, I know exactly what you mean. That that beautiful. 2020. Yeah, it's, it's like the, the Olympic ladle. rings formed into, so it looks like it's spelling out 2020 with the red ring coloured in, so it was a Japanese flag on the white. It's beautiful graphic design, oh. and you just can't shove a one in there and have it look as good <laughs> for next year. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just straighten one of the one of the rings <laughs> out into a into a one. It just doesn't do the same thing. 
<laughs> How disappointing. Mm. Maybe it could be the edge of the flag. I'm just, true, I'm yeah. <laughs> just trying to help. Just trying to help. <laughs> All right, question number eight. What technology is used to make telephone calls over the internet? So what's that technology called? Do you know? Would it be VOIP? James, you're a nerd, apparently. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, what did the, you say? Uh, VOIP, VoIP. It is VoIP. Do you know what VoIP stands for? Uh, IP would be internet protocol, so it'd be voice over internet protocol. Yes, you nerd. That's 100% <laughs> correct. <laughs> wow. I told yeah, the you. Techno- you. You were 100% right. Hey, yeah, big nerd. You're sitting next to a big nerd. Um, it's the technology that makes Skype, Zoom, FaceTime audio calls and WhatsApp calls possible. So it's to blame it's for every Zoom meeting we're in. <laughs> Yeah, including this one. (laughs) All right, question number nine. The capital of which current nation was formerly known as Batavia? Would you believe I looked this up within the last half an hour and I'm already struggling (laughs) with it because I know that... um, that Van Diemen was uh, went there, was not born there, so it wasn't the Netherlands. But um, oh, like so, Holland, he moved to Batavia, and I've already lost where it was. I'm so bad, Joe. I, I was literally reading this 15 minutes ago. <laughs> wow! Why, why? Why were you looking up uh, Van Van Diemen? Uh, it was for uh, like a project we're working on that was you know a, a comedy sketch that at some part you are going down through. Why did why did we name this place after uh, Van Diemen originally? And it was just that he tried to come down here a lot and messed up a lot of things across his life, which is how you get a European name. <laughs> if, if a place in Australia has a European name, someone tried to get there and died doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But I'm afraid I, I've got nothing on this. You know how geography oh. is my kryptonite. Have you got anything? Uh, I can only sort of think quite generally like where, you know, Bo- I thought it was next to like Bohemia, which is now like, which is now the Czech Republic. So That is correct. But, um, but it's nowhere near. Nowhere uh, near that. Okay. <laughs> nowhere near that. So, so you, you're right, James. He, he was... Uh, as far as I know, Van Diemen was Dutch. And so this place is uh, what was formerly the Dutch East Indies. Ah, okay. So it's, so it's, in, it's in Southeast Asia. Wow. Yeah, so Batavia was the capital. And it, it still is the capital, or the place is still the capital of this country. Uh, but it's no longer called Batavia. It's called something else. So... It's quite a near, it's quite a... Like a, um, a shipping port, we'd say, like, maybe, what, you'd think Singapore, maybe? Like, um, somewhere yeah. where you would... Singapore's got that got that kind of colonial history. Yeah, it, do, it, it does. It, it's not Singapore, but you, you're nearby. Right. The only other one I can think of is Malaysia. Oh, yeah, no, you, you again, you, you're <laughs> close the area. Oh, my goodness. It's it's oh. kind of a, a, our, uh, a, a very close neighbour to Australia. East Timor, uh, Papua New Guinea. Uh, <laughs> I'm just mm. every place I know. Kind of close. Keep going a little, a little bit north. Uh, I think we're, I think it's more like Cambodia. No, <laughs> a little oh bit south goodness. now. Uh, d- um... I think if I go any further, I'm just going to be... I'm just trying to think. I can't believe I'm 
so bad. I, I should know. You should. I'm terrible at this. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just going to start singing that Animaniac song that has every country in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it was, shall I tell you? Yeah. It was Indonesia. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. Of course. So, the yeah. Dutch. The Dutch. <laughs> That's right. The, the oh. Dutch. Uh, I apologise to a... everyone screaming at their podcast. <laughs> I just want to apologise to all the Darwin people who know that I should know. <laughs> I should know this piece of history. Yeah, it's right next door, right? <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, it was a colonial city for about 320 years until 1942 when the Dutch East Indies was occupied by Japan during World War II. And thereafter... The, the city's name uh, was changed to Jakarta. Right. You, uh, Miranda has a, a cousin who is a specific expert in this area, and he will give us hell for this for quite oh, a while. Oh, man, we're going to be in so much trouble. So we're with disappointing you. family members left we're and such right. disappointing family members. <laughs> well, we're up to the final question. Oh, here we go. And you can bring it home here pretty, pretty well, I'm, I'm sure. And that is question number 10. What do the lacrimal glands produce? So lacrimal is spelt L-A-C-H-R-Y-M-A-L. What do the lacrimal glands produce? What do you reckon? Lacrimal glands. <laughs> is it, is it, is it, um... Do you have a Do you have a guess, James, or you? And you're just no. I'm just hanging the river out it? to dry. Okay. I, I'm, I'll I'm do trying it. to put it. No, I have no idea what it is. I'm just putting it on you so that my ignorance can kind of slide under the door. <laughs> uh, let me give you a clue. This is this is so. There's a piece of music by mm-hmm. uh, Mozart. His Requiem. Mm-hmm. One of the movements in in the Requiem is called the Lacrimosa. So it generates this thing. Ooh. So I can't imagine a Mozart song that's like about you get real snotty around the third act. So I imagine it would be like, you know, <laughs> well, tears. Well, think yeah. about it. If, if, if a requiem is usually um, delivered, you know, to, to, uh, at someone's funeral or at mm. someone's death, what are you maybe likely to do if you're... Looking it's gonna cry. Attending someone's funeral. Cry, cry yeah. sneeze. <laughs> I reckon I reckon cry and I think Yeah. I think it is so the lacrimal ducks. glands produce tears? tears. Ah. We've been using them a lot in lockdown. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You've got overworked lacrimal glands. Yes. <laughs> you poor things. I'm I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> but on that note, we might uh, head off to another break and we'll be right back. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. That's it. Oh, great. <gasps> That's awesome. Thank you so much for having Thank us. That's you. so much fun. Oh, no, my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for doing the quiz. No, of course. Oh, it was so much fun. How do you feel you went? Oh, 
I think I did terribly. <laughs> Not really. You guys did really well, I reckon. Apart from question number one. I reckon better than I tend to go on a quiz. <laughs> yeah. I think it, it lined up more than... I was worried it would just be duck egg the whole way across. Yeah. So I'm happy with... You're happy with that. Yeah, I, I think you should be. That's the Saturday quiz for another week. Thanks for listening. Just double check that you've subscribed through the Saturday quiz stream rather than the 7am podcast. The quiz will stop being published on the 7am stream soon, so I don't want you to miss out. Cindy McDonald writes the quiz and it appears in every edition of the Saturday paper. This podcast is mixed by Atticus Basto. Our editor-in-chief is Eric Jensen. My name is John Leary and I'll have more questions for you same time next week.